take it mm. out from there. This is it. We, Episode 381. Oh, we're done. This is the last <laughs> one, guys. <laughs> this is it. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. We got a lot of movies to talk about tonight. Today, we're going to be doing Dark Tower. We're going to be doing um, Detroit. We're going to be doing um, Kidnapped. Kidnapped. Halle Berry's taken. Oh. And um, I'm taken with Halle Berry. I yes. can tell you that. As well, you should be Let's my flip friend. Flip that on its some, head. And you put her trailers. in a minivan. Ooh. And, and a mini skirt. Boom. Lights oh out. my. Yep. Lights. Uh, lights out. Soccer mom. <laughs> no, but uh, we've That's got actually to... what it's called in Japan, kidnapped. Yeah, yes. Sanai? She'll get your eye out there for lights out soccer mom. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, well, it's SWAT versus devil. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy, big fan Japan. Big shout out. <laughs> so um, we, any uh, announcements up top? Uh, what do we got going on, folks? You know, go to the... Go to the, um, the YouTube page. We're just trying to build that up. Uh, uh, YouTube.com slash comedy film nerds. We take the video from this. So we were recording video and audio, obviously, from this, and we cut up in little segments. So, like, if you want to consume the podcast a little differently, like just talking about this movie or that movie, uh, and then we release the whole video for it on uh, if you're a Patreon backer at the $10 and up level. So, if I'm a Patreon backer at $10, dollars or up, I get all this bonus content. Well, all this bonus content. Um, I probably forgot to post last week's full video, but um, you you'll know, get to it. You'll get it. <laughs> you just got a new computer. I just got a new computer, yeah. so I'm, I'm tra- transferring mm-hmm. stuff over. There's a lot of shenanigans happening. I just had a birthday. Um, yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. 36. Congratulations. 36. I was going to say 29, yeah, right. all right, we're going <laughs> to, you know. Happy birthday. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, and uh, go to the Patreon page, of course, get the bonus content. The uh, yeah, you get bonus audio, you get bonus video, you get to support the show. You get, you get an occasional poll. You get a poll. Not every week, but oh you my. get an occasional poll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exciting, Mike. You like a mm-hmm. movie poll? Well, I can get. A, oh, oh, it was a movie poll. I'm sorry. I was. I thought it was all over on XTube. All of a sudden, we're getting a bonus poll. I was like, all right, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever kind of poll you need. Yeah. Um, what other announcements do we have? Oh yeah. So the uh, earbuds is not available on the site. Yes. Uh, it'll be out. No. Can we? Uh, the, did you respond to that press release email yet? No. Okay. <laughs> I really He's transferring out. everything to a new laptop, Chris. I don't know if you heard. Yes, yeah. <laughs> email, everything. It's all in the ether. It's all in transit. Yeah, uh, it will be out mid-September. Yes, so. which means we cannot sell earbuds in any form uh, until uh, 45 days, like late October. However, we still have T-shirts and posters. Yes. We can still sell those. We can those. sell the shit out of those. <laughs> but it'll be why uh, mid-September. It'll be available everywhere, iTunes and the like. So yes. if, if that's like one of your favorite platforms to view stuff on, you can get it there. And... It'll be on cable, Comcast, all those places. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool. And also, Afghanistan is going to go get distribution uh, mid-October from Comedy Fantastic. Dynamics as well. All right. What else? So, uh, well, we could introduce our guest. Why not? Mm-hmm. Folks, longtime uh, friend and 
fan of the show, guest, writer, everything else. He's got his own podcast. Author in the book, The Comedy Film Nerd's Guide to Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the 40-year-old boy, Mike Schmidt. Hi, everybody. How are you? Thank you for having me in the new studios that I, no one warned me about. <laughs> Why would we need to warn you, Mike? Because I, I look I before. told you we're going to age. What's, what did they I have you? a hair out of place. I've worn a shirt from years ago. I would have dressed up. I would have doweled up. I would have certainly cleaned up in some sort of way. You're I mean, I've showered, certainly, but at the same time, I just I just don't feel... Uh, this this table is carpeted. I feel like I'm completely out of place. <laughs> It's a movie show. I should have uh, done some sort of movie spiffing up. I should have. I had like called a makeup artist, or had somebody, uh, you know, give me you a touch your up. Hair, you got your hair slicked. Well, back. I had my highlights done. <laughs> my <laughs> wayfarer's on. Uh, I can see. Well, you never leave the house completely unprepared. Come on. Uh, no, I'm never. As long as I got a mouth, I'm in. I mean, yeah. it's fine. I mean, I can do that part of it. It's just the video part that's got me off. Uh, kind of. Uh, I want to cancel. Thirty it, right? people watch our videos. It's not. You're, you're not going wide across the, all well, the twenty nine of them just turned it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of them is just like, I know that fat guy's going to shut up at some point, right? Yeah. Well, let's hear the kitten hands people talk about movies I didn't see. Yeah, the, the, our YouTube channel is not... Uh, we just started it. I, I got one, too. We all got one. We're it's all doing the same thing. It's we not all the got, Super Bowl. Uh, you know what I mean? It's you not, sure? There's not 160 million people tuning in, Mike. <laughs> so a butt ad isn't going to come here in the middle and have like cats play against cans in a game or some sort? Well, if they want to wow, write us a nice big check, great. I would let that happen oh, in a goddamn yeah. heartbeat. Cats versus cans. That's, oh. I, I just created something. Somebody, hey, go and sign me up. Shoot a master lock from 200 clicks. I don't care. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> We're going to need a proof of concept on the cats versus cans uh, I idea. I love it. I love the shooting. First of all, anybody this. watching the show, please comment on Mike's attire. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Black t-shirt from a thousand years ago that used to be a gym shirt, and then I put it back into a regular shirt. It went back in rotation. Terrible. By the way, there are guys here like filming and kind of producing. Could not care less about any of this. Literally just like staring off into the distance. Do you blame them? Of course not. But it just, it's just it's kind of because again, I'm used to being in a garage with you two, and we're like, ha ha, it's vibrant, we're having fun, and there might be children, and there's possibly a sparrow outside. But then I could hear it's this sterile environment. Someone's filming in the next room. Everybody's got to shut up. They're out of bottled water. What a mess. I didn't. I wasn't prepared for what I was walking into. I guess is that's my point. like that's a gateway into Mike Schmidt's brain. Hi, it's yes. nice. It's an upgrade. It's professional. <laughs> it's, ah, it's a mess. That's it's a mess. Beautiful. A sweaty, dirty, <laughs> fucking garage that's noisy and awful. And I've got to do extra work. That that's was, perfect. That was you so that, homey. We were all together. We were at a table. We're staring at one another. Now I'm now I'm on the cusp here of a half moon. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> you think that the first clue would have been the different address. Well, I knew that. When I said the ATC thought, Studios, what did you think? It was just Madrigal's Garage? Is that what we just <laughs> I don't just, know what ATC... Bill Burr's Quonset Hut? What do you think? Perhaps an improvement. Just, he's got a carpeted table. I'm in. But I'm telling you, I knew there was a new address and I knew it was studios, but you know this fucking town. Someone says, hey, we're at the ATC Studios. It's another garage. It's literally yeah. another garage with another table in it. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. I just... And again, this is... It's all beautiful and lovely and it's terrific. It's just I'm a, I'm a little, you know, a little thrown. I didn't well, ex- anticipate well, all this. Either way, we're happy to have you here thrown or not. Yeah, part <laughs> That's probably not true, but okay, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's talk about some movies. Sure, let's, uh, do it. let's start with The Dark Tower. Now, this was a movie, uh, I haven't read the books, but I was excited about this movie. It has all the elements that I thoroughly enjoy Gunslingers. All righty. Um, kids in Peril. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, different universes. Does the kids in peril thing? Is that just you're just like as a dad? You're like, yeah, that's what you. Yeah, nobody listens. Yeah, mouthing off. That's right. Now a monster from another dimensions is going to live under your bed. <laughs> so uh, you hear that, kids? Yeah. 
Uh, Monsters you, are real. You have uh, Santa Claus is a joke. <laughs> and oh my, yeah. that, was yeah. that, that went from zero to sixty in about yeah. five seconds. Sorry, Brad. It's time to grow up, kids. It's a cold, yeah. hard world out there. That's why it's an explicit rating. Yep. Um, it's it's for ideas, not for language. Ooh. <laughs> America's so. not the hero anymore. We're <laughs> bombing civilians. Anyway. Political so, vigilante on YouTube. Yeah. Chris, you were saying. <laughs> the Dark Tower. Speaking of bombing civilians. Uh, so <laughs> that's actually what happened when I was watching this movie. That's what I felt like. Oh, my. Oh, you got drone strike? Yeah, like I got drone in, in my eyes. Yes, with this movie. It was, it was just a mess from start to finish. And... Uh, I'm I was, going to jump in and stop you. Yes. I don't mean to stop your mind, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Tower is something I've heard about for eons. Yes, as forever. It's a beloved project. Everybody yes. loves the actual literature, the Stephen mm-hmm. King books. And then for 10 years development, correct? Where right. they've been, they've been, we're mm-hmm. going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. All this right. stuff. And so then everybody's anticipating and waiting and waiting. Were you yes. one of those people? I, no, but I was one of those people who saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. This could be a lot of fun. It's got like a lot of really cool elements to it. Uh, I, I will say up front, I'm not a huge Stephen King fan, but something like this had all like the elements that I enjoy. Okay. And the movie, however, um, it, it was interesting. When I went into the movie, I'm like, oh, it's only 90 minutes long. That's interesting when you have this giant you know, uh, world that was created and all these books. It's like you're going to cram everything into 90 minutes? This should be interesting. Did or, the four or... screenwriters give you any sort of <laughs> indication of what this was going to be? As soon as I saw the name Akiva Goldsman, I knew I was in for a treat. Oh, the writer from Batman 4 and Lost in Space? How could this? How could anything go wrong here? How um, is he still working? I don't know. I don't know. He has his own, He's a stealth producer. He has his own production company. He buys uh. up rights to stuff. So here's the thing. We should about do that. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, when they started Hollywood, they determined that there had to always be one Akiva working at all times. Right, yeah. It's in the bylaws. As, uh, once Esther House retired. Yeah, now they throw in the Akiva. Somebody else. Summon the Akiva. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Akiva. They bang a gong. Release the Akiva. Comes up. The Akiva shows up. Out of fucking Kalima. So, uh, on I'm the fourth <laughs> moon, the Akiva will rise. I mean, let me put it this way. Uh, for this movie, after poor test screening, Sony spent $6 million on reshoots just to help flesh out Idris Elba's gunslinger character. Now, if, uh, if you've got to flesh out one of one the character, dudes, there's yeah. two dudes in the movie. You yeah, gotta, yeah, hey, exactly. we better flesh out that second guy. So Now, here's the interesting thing. You have two excellent actors, Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba in right. this movie. So how do, how do you so, mess anything up ever? Well, that's just it. Four it, writers. Like this, this, <laughs> Some of the Akiva. This, uh, <laughs> so, there is movie, only one thing that can ruin this movie. <laughs> yeah, and this, and this movie would have been even worse had they not, like, had two great actors not tried to elevate the material to a level where it, it should have been and it never got there. So I'm, I'm guessing so. there's obviously scenes where those two guys you were like wow that's a compelling scene they're such good actors and then they're right. just surrounded by just nonsense. Nonsense ridiculous dialogue um, like what? here's the main problem with this film is when you have this big rich Lord of the Rings type mythology and you can't shove it all into 90 minutes and expect, like, because what happens is then nothing becomes believable. You're like, well, he's a gunslinger out of the Old West, and now you have a tower that protects the universe from monsters, and now you have this guy who's uh, Matthew McConaughey's character is trying to destroy the tower to let all the monsters in. Like, for, you know, like, but things like why? Why would he let all the, why would he want to let all the monsters in? Like, Wait, like things like that. Let's expand on that just a second. I find myself doing that at every movie now. 
Right. Because like, especially with all the cape fever we've got, with all the all the hero dudes, mm-hmm. and, and like Thanos, Thanos is coming, and he's gonna. Uh, or even I saw again the Justice League trailer last night. Right. And uh, and uh, Death, whoever, whoever the fuck that guy is, he shows up. And again, mm-hmm. that literally Dark that's side. the problem with DC movies. Okay, who cares? Yeah. So uh, again, <laughs> another CGI dude shows up with like a, glo- a glowing axe and goes, "This world will fall." Why? Right. What are right. you gonna do when the world falls? You know, th- yeah. well, you're all gonna watch Chopped. I mean, literally, it's like you've just killed everybody, and then what? There's there's oh, no point. Again somewhere. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. Who cares? There's like oh, you're you know the Dark Tower. Is keeping out all these monsters. Like, well, if all the monsters come, and then there's there's nothing left. Yeah. Where, where would you go? Yeah. So, so you get to talk to monsters now. Good right. luck making small yeah. talk with a yeah. fucking yeah. goblin. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so just so, good luck making small talk with a fucking goblin. I'm serious. And you have, uh, have you ever tried? And the key is, of course, the, the key is, of course, the, this kid with the shine, and the shine is from The Shining. So this the, this series. Also ties together like it's like dark, it's like Stephen King's extended right. universe. It's this ridiculous mythology that I've, I've right. heard because I have friends who love it. Right, and so I've heard. There are people who thought this is a three movie epic. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So then when they start making, because I don't see, I hear they're making it, right? And I figure, okay, well, it's, again, it's right. I've been hearing it forever. Mm-hmm. So I figure it must be coming out in summer of 2018. Right. Because that will, and that will be the launch, the first tent pole in this huge Dark Tower yeah. universe. Right. And then I start hearing. I start to see the ads for it, and they're like, coming this August. And August is always a terrible sign for any sort of summer movie. Yeah, it's they the graveyard. Start, it's, it's, yeah, it starts to drop off. Right. Think, and then they start off. saying, from the writer of Christine and right. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Really? That's what you're picking? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and so then when you're selling that, and they keep showing like clips from Stand By Me to show mm-hmm. you how good the Dark Tower is going to be, you're just like, well, they know they've got a dog, a complete right. dog. Right. And, and is it frustrating for... The creator and the, I mean the fans, of course, certainly are furious. I'm sure. I, I can't imagine Stephen King was happy with this adaptation. But now, but now you're dead in the water. You you just put a pin in it. You're never gonna make another. You can't Dark expand Tower. this universe, right? right? Yeah, you can't. Like this is uh, honestly, it's like we talk about movie run times. For 90 minutes, this was the completely wrong direction to go to. If you have this giant mythological world and all these rules that you created, like it was randomly. This is the problem with this film. It looked like you were watching cliff notes of six books. Like yeah. every every scene was like, well, Insane. that I'm sure there was a there's a five chapters that I just missed over here. There's yeah. six chapters I just missed. Like you know, the the kid has these powers. He's escaping the monsters that are chasing him, and then like there's the, he goes into this house with a portal in it, and the floor starts moving, and apparently it's some kind of floor or, or uh, house demon, and he defeats it. You don't know how, and then there later on it's referenced. Oh well, he defeated the house demon. Like how? Why? It was floorboards. And I, like, saw, I saw William Cat in a movie called House Demon, I believe, yes. in the eighties, wasn't that? No, that was House. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it was, it was the same concept. It was House Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, but, like, dude, I don't even know how... Like, 90 minutes. Right. At 90 minutes, Tarantino or Christopher Nolan is just introducing the protagonist. Yeah, right. Right. I, mean, I know. <laughs> and he's built this rich yeah. world that you want to live in yeah. and experience, and then, oh, well, now it's time to hit the ground running. Right, exactly. And this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see, if, especially with fantasy. I mean, you right. really got to set up the rules and the world and everything. And this one was just like, nope, we're just going to kind of show you highlights or snapshots of... Uh, you know, each of these couple of books or Dude, whatever. It's the Snapchat Dark Tower. Yeah, it really, it is really what it felt like. It's like for someone with. Uh, so there's just um, like a bunny a, filter they put yeah. on each cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might as well at that point. You, and you know, Akiva brought it up. Kids love the Snapchat. Yeah. What if we came up with filters about three quarters of the way through? Oh my God. Yeah, it was Dark Tower ADHD. 
It's really is <laughs> right? what is what it was. It was uh, sixty six well, million dollar budget reportedly, and it's done a whopping nineteen million on its yes, opening weekend. So hmm, that yeah. is fantastic. Not, not and, and the home an, run that they were hoping. Army of fans behind it who wanted yes, it to be good, and they didn't good. turn out. They knew they smelled it a, a mile right. away. Again, like you said, ninety minutes. Again, that's. That's my tutor territory. That's that's private right. school. That's some bad sex comedy from the 80s amount yeah, of time. Yeah, it's Porky's. Yeah, it, right. It's an hour and 28 minutes yeah. and you go out and you jerk off. I mean, Although, fine. <laughs> but dude, you don't do it in the theater? What's the or, point? But now here's oh, a good example of like... Uh, I just go off in my pants. Yeah. I'm hands free. I'm 13. What do you want? Hands free. Hands free. You Bluetooth it? It's all in your... It's all up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all up here, Mike. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's... Uh, but when you look at a movie like Take Gravity, Gravity had a very lean running time of 90 minutes, but... It's one person stuck in space. So yeah. you don't have to, you know, create this giant world and all these rules. You know, okay, they're stuck in space. I get it. She has to get down. You yeah. know, so for a 90-minute runtime, it makes perfect sense. But for something like this... Well, it's really you know, 86 minutes. you got to put a John Mayer song at the end of the credits. Right. So, I mean. <laughs> but for a movie like this, I mean, it was just a... Um, it was a mess. And it, it really felt like, like, well, should we make it shorter? Should we make it longer? Should we show this? Should we show that? Like, no one had any idea of, like, which scenes to show. Like, or, or how to move the story forward or how to set up the world. So um, it was it was a definite swing who, and a who miss. Who directed it? Is it someone with a track record of some sort of sci-fi or someone who could have stepped in and gone, hey, look, I've worked in this genre, and I know we're, we're short-shrifting all of this. I mean, I, we're going to sell these fans so short. Uh, it's I, Nikolai. His name is Nikolai. Yeah. N- Nikolai Arcel. Um, and he has directed fantastic stuff like A Royal Affair, Truth About Men, Island of Lost Souls, and King's Game. Wow. I don't know who this mope is, but... Uh, but well, he got he, he, he won the director lottery for yeah, something wow. like this. Because this is the kind of thing where this could have been a really prestige movie. I mean, exactly. you've got two giant stars in it. You've got a legion of fans that have read the books that are waiting for this film. It was such a misfire. And He wrote the screenplay for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, really? okay. He wrote the screenplay for Fighter. Like so, well, um, so something happened along the way. Story, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. he's not a good adapter. It could be, and also you might have had too many cooks in the kitchen when you look at how many writers and producers and everyone else that got involved. Like, if you know, get a four-word pitch this. and it's gunfighter versus the devil. Right. How do you ruin it? Yeah. I know. How it do you? Really and, then, and then you go, oh, we got the Oscar guy, one of the guys yeah. with the Oscars, and we got a guy who's going to win about 10 more Oscars eventually, right. I, Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. we got 100 million people that would gladly show up to this thing. Can't wait. Night. Yes. And can't wait. I've been waiting Cash for years yeah. for this movie. For years. Yeah. And go get that Dane who wrote the da- the tattoo movie. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's yeah. throw him behind the camera for the first time. <laughs> Way to fuck this up. Way to go, Danish. Like, it, it really felt, it felt kind of like... Kind of like the mummy, where they were more interested in throwing in the Stephen King Easter eggs and like to setting up like, oh, it's all a big connected universe, than actually telling a story. Are you telling me that one saw a dead body? So no, no one saw a dead body. Oh, all right. No, but <laughs> but cool there was uh, uh, like you know an example is on the desk of Doctor Hotchkiss' office is a. It's not Doctor Hotchkiss. From... It's absolutely not that name from the old Playboy cartoons. You're kidding me. Is <laughs> <laughs> a picture from the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Uh, and, you know, Stephen King said one of the uh, influences was the good, the bad, and the ugly because you've got, like, a gunslinger. Sure. But, you know, he's the last one, you know. So, like, like I'm sure there's a lot of story that we're missing <laughs> that uh, you're not setting up. Like, this this was a um, an opportunity to set up a world and a franchise that completely – this got mummied. 
This really did get, get mommy. Where now I'm not interested in seeing anymore. I don't care about the universe anymore. The only thing is now um, I'm interested in reading the books now because I heard the book. People have said the books are fantastic. Yeah. So well, I, uh, when I saw the movie. I saw the trailer and and Idris Elba's the gunfighter and then the kid goes to him and he goes, "You're gonna like our world." And right. I just figured, okay, so you're gonna bring a black guy wearing two guns in our world. Five cops are gonna shoot him the second he shows up. <laughs> yeah. <So I'm> gonna... <laughs> not if he's in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just say, oh, it's a pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you chili dip this, man? I mean, again, mm-hmm. so many people waiting for so long for this source material, and and you you kill it. You, you just blow put it. Nails yeah. in its heart, mm-hmm. and and because again, you're not going anywhere with it now. Again, Mm-mm. no one's going to revisit it. No one's going to do that. And so you've you've essentially snuffed out the hopes of, like you said, a hundred million people who love the source material. Now we have to wait a few more years, and uh, maybe Netflix will pick it up as a TV show. Yeah, so. and, and work every improvement on it, exactly. <laughs> right. Make it fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, let's, uh, I, I got to hear about Kidnapped. Let's go to that one next. I got to tell you. So, we, obviously, we, we, we all saw the, we talked about this, um, or Kidnap, rather. Kidnap, yes. Um, and. Uh, so, this is Halle Berry, and someone, what, takes her kid? Someone takes something? her kid, and she chases him. All right, in her but it, car. But isn't there like a WWE wrestler in this, or didn't they have something to do with this movie? Or I, I, I don't know if they. WWE is starting to to produce more stuff. Tons um, without wrestlers. So really, yeah, yeah. they're not mm-hmm. doing. They're just being a production company. It's it's kind of weird. It's um, but John Cena's not in all of them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I said they reboot the Dark Tower like immediately. Like yeah, step yeah. right in. <laughs> That'd be great. Throw the big show in there today. somewhere. Yeah. This movie. Had a twenty-one million dollar budget. We show, we showed the trailer at Podfest last year. So there's all these people on Twitter and everything going, "Oh my God, you guys got to talk about this. You got to do mm-hmm. it." Um, comedy filmer fan Takura was like, "Graham, let's go." So we went. It was fantastic. <laughs> this movie, I went in there thinking it's going to be so bad, it's hilarious. Right. It's going to be Fast and Furious style, like laugh out loud at the big moments. It's a gripping film. I mean, it's no real, I way. swear to God. <laughs> about halfway through, I was like, well, this is kind of awesome. So, she, you know, she's at the park. They introduce her real quick. Single mom at the park. Right. It's all in the trailer. She gets it's all, Yeah. She's mm. t- talking to her lawyer about the, you know, custody. You know, so she, so it's everything. I got to say, everything that happens here, it's very plausible. And they take the kid and she's just running after them and everything like why she doesn't have her phone, why the cops are reacting. Like, everything was like, I was kept waiting for just like, oh, come on. And I don't know, maybe we should do a spoiler rep on it, but I like, it's it's engaging. And Halle Berry is a fucking badass. She is a badass. She's a bad, this is her take She's it. Storm. She's, I mean, she she's unbelievable. And she she's so convincing. And the, I gotta be honest, this is like uh, her castaway. The whole movie is her. You bear, you see a couple of small. You see like a cop or two. The bad guys. You barely interact with. I'm gonna them. guess what, her kid's not in it that much. No, no. yeah, certainly not. <laughs> no, he got kidnapped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, there's a couple. Qu- I mean, there's no other stars. There's no other anything. It's just her, and so much of it is her driving in this minivan, that's just fucking tearing up the South. I mean, it right? just takes place in New Orleans, and then she goes on this crazy high-speed chase and is that most of the movie though the chase that's the whole fucking movie she's chasing the whole way there's about 10 minutes of exposition and then like it's on <laughs> the van. it's really it's literally so you're saying it's a better use of 90 minutes 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the best 90. It this I'm, I'm like, well, this is a 90 minute movie. You go in, bang, yeah. bang. And uh, you don't have to set up another world. No, it's, <laughs> it's like a drive in movie. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you go, so you see, you watch, like, you know, Eat My Dust with Ron Howard or some nonsense, and you just, and God, I'm a thousand years old. But, uh, <laughs> and the Apple Dumpling Gang. Yeah. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang comes on. <laughs> Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. Yes. I, uh, the movies I actually saw in a fucking yes. drive in. I saw all of them in the drive in. <laughs> Everything uh, I just listed. King with Kong. The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I mean. 90 minutes are just like, yeah, awesome. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Those, uh, there's, and those, those are always the kind of movies that wind up on, uh, you know, like Elvira or something, where they they, right. they kind of take them apart. But it doesn't matter; they're they're gorgeous. Sometimes that's what you want to see: some bite-sized movie that just fucking kicks ass. It's and I got to tell you the, um, the joke we made at Podfest last year. I was like, look, if this is she's gonna just start doing these, like her, this is her takens. Like next one's gonna be Girl Scout Troop, and it's like you mess with the wrong <laughs> cookies or whatever. Like <laughs> I'm fucking at the end of this movie. I was like, do it. No. Do five more of these. I don't. I'm in. I don't care. Like kidnapped. Oh, I adopted a kid. They got him too. Like, yeah. <laughs> that'd be great it, if a whole Girl Scout troop and he had to go. Yes, out. Oh, and perfect. she just fucking. But isn't it great when called Den Mom? Because look, look, Halle Berry. You know, whatever, whatever you think of her, she she hasn't. Didn't she win an Oscar for Monsters Ball? Okay. Yes. yes. She's. I think she's an incredibly talented actress. I think she's an engaging personality. And good for her that she found someone. Went. Yeah. She's got star power and she's good. Let's give her a chance to shine. Instead of again, I'm I'm old and I'm so. I have, like I said, I have cape fatigue. Like, I just, I can't mm-hmm. watch any more other worlds and I can't watch any mm-hmm. more stuff. And you're just like, Jesus. So to see this kind of movie, just, just crime. And, and $21 uh, million. Dollars. Right. Like, for perfect. They didn't spend 150 And she got 19 of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then they bought 14 vans. Yeah. That's, right. that's it. For fucking, <laughs> and they were done. 2,500 to throw and <laughs> yep. one camera. Got a yep. handheld. Mm-hmm. That's it. But and the other thing. Didn't too, even need twins. Probably well, they, just one kid. <laughs> just one day. Well, he's only in it for one yeah, shot exactly. and then two shots. Yeah. Beginning and end. <laughs> But yeah, but how I think it's great that someone like that gets this opportunity, and now and now might rediscover this new career where she gets to be those kinds of roles. And I she think good should. for her. The, well, the other you, you bring up an excellent point. As I le- was leaving the theater, I was like the other cool thing is, you know, Hollywood has this awful long history of discarding, especially female actresses when they get too old. And minority actresses. And minority, about you're it. done. You're out. You're yeah. too old. You're gone. Like guys cannot get into it, but women, you're done. So to see like Atomic Blonde, you're like, wow, she's in her 40s. Uh, Halle Berry's in her 40s, and I'm like, I was like, this was kind of cool. The whole movie's empowering. She's she's, it's believable in the in this in this world. That's you know what I mean. So like this movie ended up being better than it had any right to be. Fuck yeah, man. This was like a Planet of the Apes movie. It really was. <laughs> it just it it was it was it and like. So all of the things that we've heard Hollywood say, women can't carry a thing, too old, you know, no minority, whatever you, all those bullshit things, it, it blew them all away. And no it blew, vans. You know, vans, never can have a minivan, <laughs> I can't have a sliding door, you know, <laughs> like, and so it really just shows you, you get a compelling actor, you get a compelling story, it doesn't have to be Dunkirk. You know, which is a fantastic movie, but it can just be 90 minutes of engaging action and yeah. and just enough plausibility to keep me not looking at my watch. And it's fantastic. And yeah, this like, oh, women get to... No, they're not. If she's an engaging actress, she's an engaging actress, whether she's 25 or, or 70. So it was really... I, I, I loved it. Helen Mirren. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really... I was... I, I kept going... 
I'm kind of liking this. You keep yeah. waiting for it to sour on you. Yeah. You're like, ah, something bad's going to happen here. And That's then always a fun surprise, too, especially when you think a movie's going to be terrible and it like surprises you. Like, yeah. oh, this is great. And you're probably also waiting in a movie like this, you're waiting for, oh, well, where, all right, where's the hero cop to come and help her and save her? And then, and then if it doesn't happen that way, but I don't know because I didn't see it, but, uh, you're you're thrilled. I mean, I, again, because it's like you're waiting for that moment, and then it doesn't happen. You're like, thank God, let her do it. She's carrying it out to the end. It's perfect. Yeah, there's. I don't want to. I don't want to reveal anything, but there's just a lot of great stuff in there. That that. Great. Yeah, All right. So it's. I go see it. It's a blast. So for whatever reason, it got pushed back and delays, and you know there was. Uh, there's still a good movie underneath. Apparently. Yeah, man. If you want to spend 90 minutes, don't go to Dark Tower. Sounds. Yeah. Like, sounds like get yeah. yourself in a minivan. Yep. Hop it up. You want to fight the devil, get Halle Berry in a minivan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now I would see Take a Dark Tower remake. Take send him yeah. uh, fucking walking. With Halle Berry. <laughs> I don't need your six-gun friend. No, right. I need, right. no thanks. <laughs> I, I need a, oh, you got a notch on the handle? I got a notch on my steering wheel. I got to fuck out of the way. <laughs> Eastbound need, in town. <laughs> I need a Honda Sienna or whatever they are. All right. So let's right. talk about There's another movie I, I, uh, I want to get, want to see. Yes. But... Let's talk about Detroit. Um Mike, would you like to start? And we're going to do a spoiler rep on it. Yes, we're going to do a spoiler rep on it. We are? Okay. So. In the same facility that you're in now, Mike. Yes. So don't <laughs> be alarmed on. when we have to <laughs> ask have you to, to, go to the Do we have to go to the spoiler room? Is that going to happen? <laughs> There's a spoiler room. <laughs> I have no idea. Spo- it's hermetically sealed it's so no one hears it for miles around. No. Uh, <laughs> blindfolded. So I saw Detroit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, is, uh, it is a task. <laughs> it's I'm, brutal. It is grueling, and mm. it, it again, it's one of those movies where, you know, you 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 throw your arms up and you're uncomfortably shifting in your seat, and and you're just going, oh, come on, uh, really, right. again, and and I, I hate to be that person. It's a it's a you have to see it. It's it's Catherine Bigelow's a genius. It is it's, it's a, great a film. muscular fucking hardcore. It's real... shot like a war movie. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. It... So your arms in the air is not at the movie was not executed correctly, but just the subject. No, matter the is subject so matter is just. I, it's I, brutal you know, and I, disturbing. I, and this will sound yeah. uh, as an umbrella statement. I'll say this: I wish as a society we could stop making this movie. Does right. that make any sense? Right, yeah. uh, makes plenty of sense. Because I and I will tell you this though: there, it, I'll it, say it, this: you're a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll accept that if it means we stop making this fucking movie happen. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah, you're absolutely. I mean that. You, yeah, you I, just wind up frustrated and terrible, and it's that kind of movie where because there was a joke. I went with my brother, and I looked at him before, and because you know, uh, you know, it was a pretty packed house for a late show on a Monday. Right. And uh, it's a mixed crowd of, of us, and then there's after, uh, there's white people, African Americans, all sorts of people. And whenever an African American American would come in, I'd look at Lenny, I go, "How does this work? Do we have to apologize to them?" after the movie do we just like is there like receiving line at the end where we shake hands and just give him a dollar or what uh, and that's before I see the movie right. then I see the movie and I'm just like god good then I don't then it's not even a joke I want to right. you want to just pass out hugs and you want to go what the fuck this is unbelievably what's wrong terrible. with America yeah, especially in right. light of but, but what's wrong with America but the best again this is 50 years ago literally almost exactly 50 years no, ago no it's this exactly took place. to the day yeah uh, on, uh, on the release date on July certainly. 25th 2017 Detroit premiered at the Fox Theater in Detroit exactly 50 years after the date the day that all, the all went down yeah. it's a story and about an incident has gotten better some uh, things are and in fact, mildly the, the majority not. of the film and uh, the Algier sequences were shot in chronological order too and I think that makes a difference right like the way it was shot now 
Uh, it was shot in Massachusetts too, which I thought was kind of bananas. Yeah, yeah, there was some. Because uh, I waited uh, afterwards to see. Because there's, I'll tell you what, they got some really great looking old school '60s neighborhoods. Because there's, you know, there's, definitely the movie starts out where uh, it's a period piece. So absolutely, it's, it's not a cheap movie to uh, make. It's 1967, and uh, you know, they they preface it all in the beginning with uh, by showing you the riots in Watts, the riot, riots in Newark, right. and all sorts of stuff like that. Here's something that it did. Now, if you take subject matter aside and you just look at it in filmmaking and narrative terms, here's something that it did correctly that the Dark Tower did not do. It set up the world. Like, it didn't just throw you into the oh, Algiers no, like you know what was happening. Uh, yeah. um, motel. It didn't throw you into that incident right away. It said, look, here's the world. Here's the culture. Here's what was happening at the time. So it brings you in, whether you're talking about a fantasy world or a period in history, you do it correctly the way Catherine Bigelow did. It sets the mood and tone well, for she, the viewer. She she lit a fuse. Exactly. Literally, the exactly. credits start and the fuse mm. gets lit with right. with with uh, mm. actual news footage and and then you know chirons, and yep. then we're brought into the movie world. But the which fuse I love is when lit. That, I love when that's used correctly. The actual news footage makes you go, damn. Oh, she crushed it. And then the fuse. Uh, I mean, dude, we're getting Mitt Romney's dad, real Mitt Romney's dad. And you see him, and you're like, holy, because he looks just like him, and he's the governor of Michigan at the time. Right. So we're getting actual clips of him talking about the riots and uh, hoodlumism. And uh, and then you know showing because the riots last three days in Detroit and it it takes a you know a larger subject matter and then makes it small right we start following this person's story and this person's story and this person's story it, and then it, they all it also converge. doesn't omit anything any like it doesn't try to like point in any one direction it just shows how awful everything was like everything from the police brutality and basically the murdering but also it shows. The way riots, they happen like in their own neighborhood. They're de- literally destroying their own neighborhood. With yeah, the well, the riots. guy playing John Conyers says, please so, don't burn down your whole neighborhood. And then they, right. a, an entire mob just starts chanting, burn it all, burn yeah, it all, like yeah, burn it down. Exactly. Because they're so tired of it. They're like, it's the only way we're going to get noticed is by making a flashpoint. Right, right. right. Uh, and uh, and this is their senator or congressman. Who yeah, he's their local the district guy. Yeah, now because yeah. he certainly went on to much larger things. Yeah. But at the time, he's a local representative. Right. And he was trying to speak to basically to try to talk everyone down. And, and sh- it had the opposite effect. Yeah, they completely... He inflames the whole thing yeah mm-hmm. uh and they're all because everybody's fed up and furious and angry anyway right you know again the, the whole movie starts with a bar getting rousted and then some people outside are like why are you rousting us man why are you giving us a hard time and then right. that triggers off riots that happen for three days right. and then the national guard comes in and then you add in the detroit police off, uh, department which was very right. and you very can see angry. the fear in the cops too especially just at that raid at the beginning We're like well we we gotta hurry up and get done and get out of here oh sure like so so you see what i loved about this film is you saw every perspective and every angle like there wasn't anything like uh like oh well come on you know that didn't really happen or that couldn't have really happened or that wasn't a a believable motivation like it really showed you an entire picture of a horrific incident at a specific time and point in our history something it's written by mark bowl who uh, him and Catherine bigelow worked together numerous times zero dark 30 in the hurt locker um which you know is uh well, that's a one-two punch. I, I mean, mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. You know, like and 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 it was shot like those movies, oh, right? Sure, and sure. also and yeah. also too. So now this is her, um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe she's done more, but this is her second film that's based on an actual thing, Zero Dark Thirty, which I thought was a very compelling film. Whether you agree with the politics of <laughs> of finding Osama bin Laden, whatever, it's a very compelling movie. And the Hurt Locker, as we talked about, we really liked. Um, so this is the. I guess my my question is obvious well it's, I, maybe you've already answered it but like front to back it's that like uh great artistic 
a vision of a director who implements all the great, the, the best people in all of the key positions like writer and cinematographer and all that other stuff. And actors. Uh, uh, I, like, I have, well, I mean, I got a beef with something. I mean, is, that, is it for the spoiler episode or can I say it now? Well, if it if it has to do with the plot, we can save it for the well, spoiler. Well, uh, the, the story is structured in, in almost there's almost three three real segments. There's all right. the, the the prelude, and then there's this incident in the middle, and then there's the prologue of, of everything that happens because of the incident in the right, middle. Right, right. And uh, the or, third part of this movie, the because there's 45 minutes I guess after epilogue, really, uh, epilogue certainly. Yeah. Um, it can't follow what happens in the middle. Right. It, it just she. What? And, and if, I, if I did have one uh, criticism of the film, it would probably be that the middle part just uh, went on for a little bit too long. But right? boy, I thought you needed to to really so, bring you into the horror of it. Right. And, but what my problem then is the rushed, uh, you know, you, you can't follow that. It like is act, so... It's tough to do an act three after that act Absolutely. Two. And, that, mm. and that act three is, is boilerplate courtroom objection overruled i mean i right, and I, you know right. almost like she was so tired after filming the grueling center of the film well it was so visceral and Ugh. like like you know you're it's it a horror movie nobody, it's, yeah. it's yeah it's just it's yeah. like but jason and freddie are cops the uh the, the trailer is shot like a horror movie if you watch the trailer too you're like well we're just you know we need to get out of this night alive mm-hmm. like literally and uh well there's a, the horror movie shot where uh when people are called outside and people are called into another room and two of the per, uh, the, the protagonists, they look at each other, we got to get out of here. So they start yeah. running into the basement and running into other rooms and there's windows opening and lights flashing and faces appearing just like a horror movie. And then right. they have to run, they have to retreat because there's right. nothing, there's no escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's so claustrophobic and it's so brutal. It is. And it's it, so hard to follow in that third act. And that's, uh, you know, that makes a good point too. Maybe the point is that the middle part did go on longer just to like make you more Oh, more you're in the horror. You, you could have yeah. made, you know what? You could have made a 90 minute movie about the middle of right. the second <laughs> act and been yeah, done and just, was, and left everybody winded. Yeah. So, so I really felt like this was a really nice, um, just from a, a piece of filmmaking. It was, an, uh, um, you know, it was a, it was so put, to, it was put together so competently and so well, just from start to finish. I thought it was a really, I, I you're gonna, you're gonna hear about this during Oscar time for sure. I hope this so. Movie. Yeah, and you've got really great performances too. Who Anthony is Anthony Mackie, who she worked with in the Hurt Locker? He's he, the Falcon. Who, uh, yeah, the yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, AG, He's becoming a real solid actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it A.G. Smith or A.G. the kid who plays Larry? Let me check. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, he's he's you know he's the main in my opinion he's essentially the main yeah, antagonist. Algy Smith. Algy Smith. That dude. I, I don't know anything about him, uh, but he's a singer in the film, and he oh, actually yeah, and, yeah he's not the the main antagonist. I'm talking about the the white cop. Oh he's yeah he's yeah he's unbelievable. He's done brutal. a lot of TV. He looks like a Wahlberg with Down syndrome. I mean, he just he just looks, he's just like mean and like brutal. Well, he's. Uh, an, I mean, I want to get into the the actual cop. Uh, we'll do it for the spoiler app because yeah. um, they did a whole in the, in the L.A. Times, they did a whole profile on Catherine Bigel in this movie, but also this actual cop and where he's at today and all okay. this other stuff. It's so. uh, but that, it's, but it's unbelievable to, to see him like even as like well, he's kind of like a rookie cop. Yeah, and uh, to see just his attitude and what he does and how well, the other cops follow him, it's just it's terrifying. I was just about to say the thing the thing in this movie, the things that are very striking are, as as with a lot of these true life films, uh, films of, of true incidents, 
the series of people not doing the right thing leading to so many right. wrong things. Right. You go, exactly. If they would have just done this, if they would have right. just done yeah, that, yeah. if this guy right. would have done this, everything changes right. and none of this happens. And we'll talk about more in the spoiler exactly. because they they showed the, those were those moments in the movie where here is a <laughs> here's a missed moral opportunity to stop this. And in your in my theater seat, you're just like, come on, right. you know, you just, yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching. I remember watching um, uh, Zodiac, and you know, which is based on real events. And yeah. I remember having a. I mean, obviously, it's not like people doing well. There's one guy doing awful things, but like I remember watching that, going, if this was a fictional tale, I'd be like, this is bullshit. There's no way the cops wouldn't catch him by now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you watch Zodiac and you're like, how the fuck. Oh God! And they just barely miss. And they, how do you not? And and part of it was the technology of the time. They didn't yeah. have computers and forensics and all this other shit. And like, then they've got him, but they can't prove that they it's can't him. Prove, yeah. and he can't mouse right. him, and it's just oh Ugh. genius. It's like just, an X Files episode. Yeah, yeah. you're just like, <laughs> and you're doing the same thing. Like oh, God, how did they? They fucking. Yeah. Um, the thing I, want, I, I also want to talk about, and then and then uh, I guess we can move on because again we'll cover this a lot mm -hmm. in the spoiler is the thing I'm also really happy about is it's a 34 million dollar budget. And it's one of those things we've talked about. A lot, Mike. You're bringing up cape, you, you, you know, cape fatigue, and we talk about this. All the money's on the screen too. All the, all, well, the, we say this so often. You know, Hollywood just keeps making these hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred million dollar movies, and then they're not making anything in the like thirty to sixty million dollar range. And they're starting to see more of that. Like what Deadpool did was great, but this, this is thirty four million dollars. This is an right. Oscar movie in the summer. You know, like it's it's really I'm happy to see this and I'm glad they're making obviously a movie like this is so relevant to what's what's going sure. on in America and America doesn't seem to want to learn from its mistakes at all. So I, I'm happy on the social commentary level and I'm also History. happy on the on the uh, just the, the finances of Hollywood to see like. Cause she's, you know, she's Catherine Bigelow. If she wanted to say we're doing an eighty, hundred million dollar movie, yeah. probably would get it now, without much of a problem. But the the film didn't have a huge uh, opening weekend. Mm -hmm. It's I think it's going to take a little while to find its audience. And one of the the interesting things too is that this is the first film to be distributed by Annapurna Pictures, which is normally just a production company. So you wonder. Is this is their first time marketing uh, a film? Yeah. Um, is that a factor to you know how many screens well, I, uh, or what the campaigns were and all that stuff to actually get people out to see the film? Well, I can speak that as a guy who's been seeing billboards for it. I had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you gotta you gotta tell me what we're looking at here because I thought because uh, I know the move stuff happened in Philadelphia. So in my head, I'm like, is this about like a move type of mm -hmm. thing that happened in right, Detroit right. possibly? And then I went. Well, wait a minute. Is it like a dystopian future where Detroit is a bombed out city and the the army runs it? Like I, the billboards tell me nothing. Was this Maze Runner? Uh, yeah, yes. you know what I mean. Uh, you do see a tank <laughs> runner in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And I, then I'm like, is that? And also the the look of the 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 one sheet and the billboards is very Netflix documentary. Right. So oh, I'm right. going. All right. Is this uh, something else? I don't, you know. So I'm in my head. I had no idea what it was. Right. Until then, and, and then I see the kid from Star Wars is in it, and I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? You know. And then, uh, and then you wind up seeing it, and then I see Catherine Bigelow's name attached, and I go, oh, okay. Right. Um, you could do more putting that above the title, right. maybe, yeah. in my opinion, <laughs> because that's that's your star you're selling. Yep. In my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, if you if you're familiar with her work, you know you want to see more of it. Mm -hmm. So she should be, you know, from the 
from the and also but another thing give me the name Catherine Bigelow because I did start to see from the director of the Hurt Locker and uh, Zero Dark Thirty well that doesn't I mean now Catherine you're just Bigelow man yeah she's great yeah. we know who she mm-hmm. is give me her name well the yeah. thing that's interesting too that's starting to happen and if and... you're gonna say from the director of Transformers say from the director of the Hurt Locker you know <laughs> it's it's okay <laughs> well like. So what's starting? What's getting interesting too is how much social media is having is, is is playing out in terms of movies, either getting steam like the Big Sick got big steam come because it's it wasn't didn't have a wide release and it got a lot of uh, good critical good acclaim critical and word acclaim of mouth and word of mouth and I think this is doing it. I Not think just from us, <laughs> right? But also, but to show you, I think what happened to the Dark Tower tanking at the box office i think it was the reverse right. all the fans of the books went nope nope right. and got yeah. on social media and said uh-uh yeah. and, and i think and i think before tr- it came out though nobody even got tricked into opening weekend right that was really a big Just deal me. with dark tower well well you got to it's your job <laughs> but i mean other people i mean i saw the you could see the 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 torches and axes and 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 stuff already but people are just like no you've ruined it we know you've ruined it and they weren't even going to give it a chance out of the gate because of the, you know, once they yeah. started doing all those weird trailer tricks, you're like, oh, man, this is terrible. Uh, good gun reloading. That's all I can say. Good gun <laughs> I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. That well, was, Detroit, that was man, great. I'm, 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 you know. Well, I want to mention that Algie Smith guy really quick because I don't, mm-hmm. again, I don't know him at all. And in this movie, there are a lot of people you don't know. And then you see them, they're all amazing. But he sings. In the movie, he plays a singer, yes. and then he's act, and I and we had you, you you're watching it. I'm like, he's actually singing. You can tell because right. when he, he does it in several different scenes, and in my head, I went, boy, I go, that dude sounds like Ralph from New Edition. I was like, he really sounds like Ralph Tresvant. And so after the movie, I go to IMDb. He was Ralph Tresvant in the New Edition movie on on yeah. on TV, and I was like, holy god, how. You're the only one who made that connection. I'm not. No, I'm telling you, dude. Because I'm like, I go, dude. He sounds just like Ralph from New Edition. That's crazy. Because he's playing a guy from the Dramatics, right. mm-hmm. and his voice is perfect. I mean, it's just, right. mm-hmm. it's just poured out of a golden chalice. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. And then I looked him up, and I went, holy fuck, because he looked like him too. Little mustache, the whole deal. Right. right. And I went, Jesus Christ. That was. So I, was I was proud of myself. I'm like, holy, to go that to go back. That guy reminds me of Ralph from New Edition. He played Ralph from New Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crushed that one. Well, uh, guys, right. tune in for the spoiler up. We'll go into yep. more, we'll go into more detail, detail, including the uh, the part, more new edition talk. Certainly, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert, though. Uh, civil rights still an issue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, uh, cops in the black community still <laughs> having some issues. <laughs> so uh, now the uh, we are getting into our ad uh, today. We have a Patreon ad. We Ooh. have the Frightfully Uninformed. That is the podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. Go to FrightfullyUninformed.com. That is the $50 Patreon tier. Yeah. You will get your uh, name and website mentioned on every episode. Two things you can do, guys. Go check out the FrightfullyUninformed.com. That's a great way to support the show. And then also if you have a business or a website or something and you want to spend a little marketing money, yes. you can do it with us. Please do. Do not go to FrightfullyUninformed.net. It is just a photo of Steve King from Iowa. Yes. <laughs> Just FYI. FYI. Thanks, Bob. Uh, now, Dot for com. movie trailers, let's talk about that Death Wish trailer. Uh, I, I'll tell you, it's. Uh, I thought I was going to hate it, but as it was unra- un- un- unfolding before me, I'm like, you know, Eli Roth is a brutal director. This might be interesting. Joe Carnahan, the writer of NARC, kind of, uh, wrote this movie. Uh, and Bruce Willis killing people. I don't know. There's something about it, that combination that's making me go on board and uh, looks kind of compelling to me. Well, Narc is a great film. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, if I'm trying to think of who else could take over for uh, 
Chuck Bronson from the 1974 Death know. Wish. There was like yeah. 15 Death Wishes made. It was yeah. like Death Wish Spring Break, Death mm. Wish <laughs> Death Wish Goes to College. There, there was a fair amount of Death <laughs> Wish movies, yes. Um, and Bruce Willis is literally the only person who, who could take it yeah. over. I mean, I'm watching it. I was like, wow, this is a fantastic advertisement for the NRA because it's just like, <laughs> get a gun and solve your problems. I, I, I want, you know, I... I after sitting through Detroit last night, I literally in my head, I, I was, I was sick to my stomach and going, I, I don't know if I can see any more just wanton violence. I mean, the, the center, the entire middle of the movie last night, it just makes you go, why is it? Why are there guns? Because you, it was, you know I mean? it was so grounded and brutal of and realistic that it made you now. But then I suppose, well, but then I see that, this trailer, which is the opposite. Well, yeah. and I contain multitudes because I'm like, I'm yes. fucking in. I, yes. I want to yes. see. I cannot wait. It's a cartoon. Yeah, it's literally, it's a, it's a violence cartoon. And, but I, and I, but I want bang bang violence. Like I want real. Like I, I don't need the cute Jack line. I mean, it's like I, I don't want a funny Death Wish guy. I wish Bruce Willis was more morose and angry and just and just one noted his way through it and just fucking mm, murdered everybody. You're gonna get some quippy lines. Yeah, I don't. You're, I don't you're need gonna them. get him. You're That's gonna what get comes him. with the Willis friend. Yeah, yeah. And I understand it, but I don't. You know what? Free bag of quips with the Willis. Yeah. Give me a quippy cop on his trail. And he comes in and he like kind of makes light of everything. Trail? Yeah. But I don't need, I just, I want Willis Who's to more Who's the quippy cop on his trail? Who's, who do we cast as that guy? You know what's funny? In my mind, I immediately went to John Candy from Blues Brothers. John Candy? <laughs> like that cop. Three orange whips while he's just yeah. uh, shotgun pumping Siegel. his weight. Jason Siegel. Oh. Kevin James, maybe? Right. Yeah, well, but no, no. Kevin James is too, too goofy. Like Jason Siegel, could, he looks like the put upon hangdog, almost like the Judge Reinhold from Beverly Hills Cop. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, but almost like, but like world weary and worn. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in and he stag- and he gives like the the little, the little quip, and everybody, even everybody hates him. I don't care. I'll take a quippy cop if everybody hates him. Right. But I just don't need like Jack's gonna do it. Yeah. Just put bullets in mouths. And, and I, don't, I don't need to see you doing a fucking vodeo dough with a big ass toe chain. You know what I mean? And, and creative death. Kate's death wish, man. Un, just yeah. unloading it. Put six in his face. Honestly, I don't. I don't need well, you to have. Hey, the, I hooked up a saw trap for that guy. Fuck you, man. Oh, there's going to be a grenade into their buildings. There is going to be a variety of ways that people are going to die in this movie. It's not Good. just going to be. I want to see like you know a bunch of uh, thugs in a pool, and he's just like he electrocutes it. Yeah, I hope you yeah. like your TV and throws the TV. Yeah. In there. Yeah, no, I want. I want to see thugs in a pool. And then he swoops in a chopper and just blows them all away and just leaves a pool full of chum. I want him to. I want him to single out one guy and like kill Thunder everybody helicopter. but that guy. Follow him for nine months. Let him get his girlfriend pregnant and then at the birth comes in kills the baby in front of him. That's what I want. I want oh that God. kind of death wish. <laughs> that, that sounds Pre- disguised as the doctor. Like literally, he's got like Willis has the doctor thing on. Pulls the baby. It's a boy and then he just spikes it like a football and then he kills everybody in the room. Forty year old boy podcast, yeah. folks. Tune in. <laughs> a little bit of anger about childbirth. <laughs> We gotta stop having kids. I think that's what Mike's talking about. The country, the world's overpopulated. Listen, I want a revenge movie that's a real fucking revenge movie. Is my point. (laughs) Take everybody out. Take out generations, not just people. Chuck Bronson didn't fuck around. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lines in the uh, um, movie was like, he just has a bag. And he's like, what's that? Bait. Yep. That's what I mean, because in, in that movie, he's just he becomes a death robot. Yeah, uh-huh. and and, beca- and again, when you see, but also when you see the the horrific scene, like you see the suffering. His that's that's such a key to Death Wish. You see the suffering of the maid and the and the you know the family. That and right. so you understand why Bronson's doing it, and that's why you're so invested, almost like a football team, where you're like, yeah, right. murder everybody, because you saw the terrible things that they did. Right. 
So that's why in this movie, he he better not get, look. I don't want to see Elizabeth Shue raped again. All right, I'll be on. I'll go on record with that. Yeah. But don't give short shrift to the suffering of his family because it explains who he is, and that's why I don't need quips from a guy whose wife just got a train run on her by the fucking you know the the, the death lords or whatever the gang's going to be called. You know, mm-hmm. I I you you need to be angry and invested in that anger, right. and you we have to. It's uncomfortable probably to root for a white guy going and shooting people in the inner city, maybe, at this point in time. Well, you... Uh... <laughs> but at the same time, you want to invest in that guy because you understand his fucking horrible pain. You know, in the trailer, the mother's dead. As soon as the daughter goes, where's mom? Where's mom? And he hugs her, yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, okay. When he, when, now we know what happened. So, But, but is... if you've seen the original Death Wish, you know, you know what I mean? Yes. It's, and, uh... you know, there there's a reason for the revenge. Yeah, but um, but like I said, it's it's revenge in in Bronson's death wish. Right, I understand when times are different. And you got to write mm-hmm. maybe some quips and silliness and stuff like that. But right. but I, I I prefer give me the scythe every day. Right, give me the yeah. scythe. <laughs> and the next uh, trailer we saw is Mother. Now this is the Darren Aronofsky uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie. Now I. I'll tell you, Darren Aronofsky, I've always been a fan of his since going back to Pi. I always thought that was, Pi was a, crazy. What an, in, an incredible film. One of those movies Low where budget. I, I didn't know, like I was like, all right, well, what's this? Lo-fi, sci-fi. <laughs> yep. And, uh, but it just, it was so compelling. And his, um, you know, his directing is, it, it, he's one of those auteurs where it's, well, it's a Darren Aronofsky movie. It's whether it's Black Swan or whatever, it's like, well, he's the only one that could have made that movie. Right. That's what it's going to look like. That's what it's going to be, and that's his movie. Yeah, the, so, the Wrestler, Requiem for a Dream. The Wrestler, right. oh my god. Yeah, The Wrestler was such a great film, the, the, and The Wrestler was uh, ironically one of his most mainstream yeah. movies. And, but but uh, it's so it's so perfectly real it, about that so entire. Good. He immersed himself yeah. in that whole universe and everything yeah. about it. Did you? Uh, and while you're, I, I know we're getting to the trailer. Requiem for a Dream. You guys are movie guys better more than me, and so you run yeah. about circles. Uh, is that the unbelievable classic that I believe it to be? No. <laughs> people don't. People don't. It's not. It doesn't get that respect, or it's not put on because to me, it should be shown to all film classes everywhere. I see. see. I it, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't like it oh, as much. Oh no, God. No. I liked I, it. I, I, I liked it I for think, a while, but then after a while, I was like, Yeah, drugs are bad. I got it. I don't Loved think. It. I don't think it's his best movie. I yeah. think. I think there's better movies in his uh, stable, for sure. I think either um, Pie or The Wrestler. Yeah, or definitely better films. I, it, it was so filled with no hope. That it gave me hope. Does that make sense? No. Have you ever had that weird reverse thing <laughs> <laughs> where you watch something? Not at all. Not at all. It was so bleak. You, you in your right. head, you went, "Well, th- I mean, nothing will ever be that bleak." I mean, yeah. you know, you. It almost gives you strength in your own life to go, "Well, I, I've not done that so, yet. Well, no then, one's uh, cut my arm off with a power saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just let you me. Find nobody gave you a double-ended dildo and went ash to ass. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, the greatest. <laughs> let me uh, let me recommend Last Exit to, from Brooklyn. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I, exactly. If you really want to feel better about yourself. <laughs> Oh my God! The, scene, the bleak, one of the bleakest movies I've ever seen. The scene where Lido's on the phone to her, and she's about to go to the ass to ass, and she just and she says, "Can you come home?" And the tear, and you, oh no! I mean, come on! That's when they did that. Like literally, if I did something that good, even of, of that five minutes, I would quit show business forever and be exalted. I would go. Everybody call me a genius for that. <laughs> and now, but he continues to make gr- unbelievable work. So continue about Mother, I apologize. Yes. Well, Mother is <laughs> a typical Darren Aronofsky movie. You see the trailer, and you're like, all right, well, this is, it, it, it's weird. It's also like, it seems uh, like it's kind of straight horror. Is it, it, it looks, it's, it's horror. he hasn't done a lot, I don't think. Horror, thriller. It looks like he's he's kind of like, um, 
doing that tightrope between both right. where it is a, it's kind of a thriller but also seems like there's horror elements now the horror elements may just be like hallucinations like you're not sure from the trailer and that's the point of the trailer the trailer is to just kind of get you a taste of this world and what's going on and make you curious which is what a trailer should do and it, it makes you guess everything that's going on yes. oh well he's him oh, well he's oh, that's right. going on and this mm-hmm. is why this is happening yeah is is the husband in on it why who are these two people that are coming to visit and why is it called mother so yeah. all all these things so Some but the trailer wall they got a knock yeah through, yeah like, so weird the wall goes through and then all of a sudden everything decays there's an amityville horror yeah, light bulb filled with blood right yeah yeah so so you've got I've never these... seen that at a best buy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during uh three-day sales three-day sale <laughs> black friday <laughs> mike schmidt.com ladies and gentlemen so. black blood bulb yeah so um but, but I'm, also, I'm curious so... to see this movie just because it looks crazy and we just talked about how again cape and cowl fatigue and uh, right. you know a lot of CGI and stuff like that. If yeah. someone says to you, "Hey, Darren Aronofsky made a movie, and it's got Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, and Michelle Pfeiffer in it," are you and, in? And Jennifer, and Lawrence. Jennifer, and Jennifer Lawrence. And Jennifer Lawrence. Are you, you going to watch that? Oh my Christ! Yes, yes. immediately. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I the want to watch alone. brilliant people doing brilliant things under the under right. the guise of a brilliant man. And mm-hmm. Javier Bardem being a creep. Oh God. Perfect. It like is, he is in the zone when oh, he does that. He, that he it's goes like Michael st- Shannon. Oh, when he gets oh, stone faced, you're just yeah. like, uh oh, yeah. yeah, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, like so it makes you uncomfortable in your seat, like he's going to reach through the screen and strangle you. Yeah, and he's gonna <laughs> and he's gonna put his hand on your shoulder and talk in a low voice, and you're gonna think like, oh, this is the last voice I'm gonna hear before I die. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got it. <laughs> it's got that, that, that Spanish thing, have the little yeah. accent to it, and you're just yeah. like, oh, this is, yeah, I'm finished. It's terrifying. I'm is it's there terrifying. something you want me to do? Michael Shannon, dude. Oh. I, you know, it's funny in the, in the book, the in the comedy film nerds book, we had like our dream projects at the end, right? And I wanted a Blood Meridian movie, and I yes. said I wanted Val Kilmer to be the judge. And uh, I, I, I venture to say now Michael Shannon should be the judge mm, in, right. in Blood Meridian. Mm. Uh, just, I'm just ridiculously good and everything. Well, yeah, Val Kilmer was a little fucking a little long the, in the tooth, and he's uh, walking around with a Mark Twain wig on these yeah, days. A little Kurtz up the river. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a Montanaired yeah. army out there in Albuquerque, wherever the hell yeah. he's living. Things get, me, yeah, <laughs> that thing where he's like smashing bottles and putting them back together. You know, what I mean? and taking yeah. photos <laughs> of them. You're like, all right, well, yeah, is that good the for guy you. Real genius. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, that Iceman yeah. <laughs> from Top Gun has lost his shit a little bit? So, and DVD and Blu-ray, Snatched. This is the, um, uh, this was the comedy. Yeah, this was the with, uh, Amy Schumer with Amy movie. Schumer so movie, yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to and see Goldie it. Hawn. And Goldie Hawn. And Goldie Hawn. We had with Nikki Glaser was on the movie. Mm. She seemed, or she didn't she work on it, but she was here and talked about that she liked it. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'll see that. So, and then Amy next... Schumer's topless in it. Well, all right. Uh, you. That's all I know about it. So, now does Holly Berry <laughs> rescue her? Is that what happens? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's on a houseboat yeah. and she comes through the Caribbean. Get off of my swim team! Like I'm in. No, she's in a van converted into a houseboat. <laughs> it's always a van. She's got a van it's shelf. It's got a van. <laughs> it's like one of those like those airboats down in Florida with the propellers, but it's a van. <laughs> Just like Neesom's, I got a specific set of skills. She's like, I have a minivan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a specific set of minivan skills. She can convert it into anything. So, and we have King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. This is the Guy Ritchie movie that nobody saw. No. Nope. Mm. Um, so, I don't know if you want to check it out on uh, DVD, oh, Blu-ray, on. or... Uh, you, you, know what, you know what King Arthur... I don't Arthur, think anyone was called? really... Uh, Legend of the Sword. You know, what that show, you know what that movie needed? What? The cops from Detroit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put everybody up against the fucking wall. Where's yeah. the sword? Where's yeah. the fucking sword? <laughs> Take him into the other room. You, yeah. Lancelot, let's go. <laughs> oh, Guinevere. Oh, what are you in a room with that guy for? Why are you in those guys' rooms? I just start night sticking the royal court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got to take it. 
forsooth. <laughs> Thou hast nice dick has found its place to it does not belong. That would have made the movie better. Yeah. I want the cops from Detroit. You know, I'm yeah. going to put the cops from Detroit in a bunch of movies. Let's do that, yeah. man. <laughs> Let's get yeah. Bruce Willis from Dirt Death Wish against the cops from Detroit. Yes. Just some, like, weird playoff. God damn it. It's awesome. Hold on. We just invented a genre. It would have been better in Dark Tower. The cop- oh. Look at the cops from Detroit <laughs> yeah. in Dark Tower. Me yeah. and my mom are going on a Caribbean cruise. Cops from Detroit. Cops from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man against the cops from Detroit. God, yes. it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Put down that margarita. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. There's a web in this house somewhere. We're going to find it. So, All right. At that wall in fucking Mother, when we like, there's a pounding on yeah. the wall. The cops in Detroit just come to it. Be God, spirits. <laughs> God, I love it. And the next movie is the uh, Jackie Chan movie Kung Fu Yoga. Oh my God, we saw clips of this at Rick Meyer's Kung Fu yes. panel in South in uh, Insane San Diego. This looks fantastic, and it's shot in like three different languages. So there's subtitles. Sometimes um, Indian is being spoken. Sometimes English is being spoken. It doesn't matter. There's subtitles throughout the whole thing. But let me just say this. From what we saw, I will give you this little hint. It has a Bollywood flair. Yes, it and does. And that indeed. is worth watching. Yeah, it is. And uh, the- um, Kung Fu Bollywood movie? The, yeah, yeah, sure. Kung with, Fu with, Yoga. Yeah, That's with, the name of the with, film. Uh, like with it. Jackie Chan. And <laughs> Two ancient saying. disciplines, Mike, coming together. And there is a still- <laughs> they came out of the same font. We don't know. We're going to learn a little something in this Yoga's movie. Yoga's a discipline? <laughs> Jackie Chan is in a car with a lion. Mike. Oh. <laughs> I will take you to some yoga classes, All and you right. will find out how much of a discipline is this. All right. Downward dog, try to hold it. <laughs> yeah. So um, th- check this out, Kung Fu Yoga. If you're a Jackie Chan fan, I mean, this is now this is the kind of movie, too, I'll probably show my kids because it looks like it's a really fun action comedy uh, that the entire family can enjoy. And your entire family should be studying yoga and Kung Fu, I might well, have until I mean, until Jackie Chan is up. There's a four-inch punch through a lion's thorax in the car. That's yes. not good. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are frightened forever. No, they should know how to defend themselves against, yeah, a, against lion. a lion in the car. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when a lion's going to jump in your car. No, it's, you it's California. You uh, <laughs> so the site spotlight. Uh, I have. Uh, I wanted to make this announcement, ladies and gentlemen. We've been talking about it for a little bit. Uh, we've been talking about it on social media. We are starting another podcast. This is a scripted Twilight Zone style podcast called Conversations from the Abyss. I'm really excited about it. I um, wrote all of these and uh, Comedy Film Nerds is producing it. They're going to be starting to drop uh, a week from today on August 15th. You can subscribe right now in iTunes, Conversations from the Abyss. You can listen to the teaser. In fact, uh, Aaron, do we have the teaser right now? Let's uh, let's play the teaser. This way Graham doesn't have to edit it in later. Uh, thank you so much. Good evening, and welcome to Conversations from the Abyss, a bi-weekly anthology podcast. What you're about to hear is a conversation between two living things. Possibly. Please understand. These are conversations you were never meant to hear. For instance. Let me guess, you want my soul. We don't deal in transactional spiritualism. That's a different company. I don't feel much of anything, unless I'm cutting into something like this. Ah, ow, my leg. I need to know, what do you really think of me? Nothing, I don't think anything of you. That's even worse. I'm just saying. How do you know it's your time to die? I mean, you seem pretty sure, but what if you're wrong? Does it matter? I'm ready. I give you what you want. 
but I take your soul right now. I take the battery. Everything that you've ever put into it, good or bad, becomes mine. And what do you do with them? I suppose that's my business, isn't it? And remember, that conversation you had earlier today, someone else heard it. All right. All right, dude. So that's it's been uh, in the works for a while. It's something I really wanted to do for a long time. So it's a, a Twilight Zone style uh, podcast, but it's just weird conversations. It's and fun. I've be... done a couple of them, and it's really cool scripts. And it, it, it was really, I'm, I'm glad you did it. You know, it's a um, interesting and cool use of the medium. I think. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I was real. I'm really excited about it. And I I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. It's uh, <laughs> like everything we do. It's a lot of work. We want it to be good, so we spend a fair amount of time <laughs> on it. Um, so, like I said, you can subscribe now, listen to the trailer uh, again if you like, but uh, the first episode drops a week from today, August 15th. Uh, also, just some fan feedback uh, on the, uh, there was a response to the, uh, Chris's response, uh, review of Atomic Blonde on the YouTube channel, and Lady09 Giggles wrote, I wish the movie was simpler. Chris is right. The action is fantastic, and the budget was spent well. Thank you, Lady Giggles. I'm going to give yes. you a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Rate a, that comment. That's a fan feedback, guys. Put your comments, um, you know, make your comments and uh, whatever else on the YouTube yep. in the comment section after the videos. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get more people to, to watch that. So Absolutely. Check it out. Thanks, uh, thanks for supporting. Um, and premiering this week, Annabelle Creation. This oh! is uh, our buddy's movies. Yeah, Andrew out. F. Sandberg was mm-hmm. on the show uh, about a month or so ago. This David? is his film. David? Da- David. Did I say Andrew? <laughs> I think I, I think the studio just changed his name. So uh, David F. Sandberg was on the show, close personal friend of mine. Yes. And <laughs> no, he was he's he on. Was, the, when you first met him, he was wearing a name tag. He was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> he was at Douglas Louisiana. You talking about your buddy Andy F? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy Francis Sandberg. I don't know what the F stands for, but I think it's fantastic. Grammar.com. Fraud. Fraud. Uh, David F. Sandberg is the director of Annabelle 2. Check it out. He was on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll hopefully have more. You know, it was cool to get an inside look at what he did. And also, right. he brought. The, and his journey. Oh, too. man. Fantastic story. So if you haven't listened to that episode that he mm-hmm. was on, go back and check it out. Talk about winning the lottery. Oh, Just yeah. in Sweden, you know, viral video, mm-hmm. Hollywood Comes Calling, uh, two movies. You know, that's how Nicholas Arsic got the Dark Tower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Sweden, made then a the, uh, video. They call the, him up. Arsic, you want to tank thing. a book franchise? <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Well, there's, yeah, actually... there's a million pages of material. We want you to put this into 90 minutes. I love that pitch. You want to tank a book franchise. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm in. Doesn't even know which one it is. He's on board. I hate Here's literature. 15% of the pages. I love yes. destroying hopes. Yeah. Put them in an order. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to watch his just... Uh, David F. Sandberg's story is just on the YouTube channel. It's like a, mm-hmm. his five, ten-minute story. That's cool to watch before you watch Annabelle 2 and how that movie got made is pretty cool. So it's always great having uh, and meet a new filmmaker, so... Check that out. And uh, premiering this week also, The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature. Um, <laughs> I honestly saw the first one of these, and horrible, horrible no, animated film. No. Uh, and first Nut Job so, wasn't any good? Yeah, it, isn't that weird? It's amazing. Well, I, I think Nutty I by know. Nature is going to pull it out of the Yeah, yeah, it's going to pull mud. it out of the, so, the I'd slump. I'd say you take it up with the director, Andrew F. Sandberg. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> clearly Andy. doing his um, best work. <laughs> so 
And even when my kids saw this trailer, like, no interest at all. Like, they saw the first one, too, and like, Daddy, this movie is not very good. I'm like, no, it is yeah. not. Well, again, it's this not. is more garbage that sneaks up on you in the night. Right. Like, I'm driving, and I don't see a poster <laughs> with a squirrel and a nut. Like, literally, right. and just like, ha-ha, nut job, nutty by yeah, nature, too. And mm-hmm. I'm, in my head, I'm just like, two is a lie, yes. right? Right. You did not make nut job one and then get yes. the green light for the next one? I don't Who's asleep at the wheel over there? Yeah, like, yeah. for real, go watch Bigelow doing great work with Detroit, or go right. see Kidnapped. You know, or, what I mean? like you know, go see minivans, or, or heck, go see kung fu yoga if you're going to see a learn uh, something about yeah, yourself. Yeah. Learn the discipline of yoga. And uh, <laughs> and the next movie is the Glass Castle. This is the uh, Woody Harrelson um, Captain Fantastic. Yeah, movie. yeah, he goes bing bang nuts. It's based on a true story. The woman who actually went through this, it's her based on her book, I believe. I, Brie Larson plays her. It looks good. I gotta tell you, when I was watching the trailer for this movie, all I could think of was this. Oh, this is a prequel for Planet of the Apes. Oh, this is, this is all, so yeah. Harrelson, this guy living off the grid. Yeah, he goes then, off the rails, then he becomes a general of the last army on Earth. Well, yeah, when yeah. the simian virus yeah. spreads, yes. he's like, all right, all lights right. out, I'm going to shave my head. This is, this is what I was waiting for. Yeah, yeah. this is this is my See, death wish. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, actually, there's a prequel to both of those where it's actually Woody Harrelson and he quits smoking dope. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the next one, he goes off the grid. And then in the next one, he's the general of the last yeah, army yeah, on Earth. Yeah. It's like, dude, keep smoking dope, honestly. Look what you did to the world. Oh, yeah. Just get a vape pen. Yeah, so, uh, so that's what's coming brownie. out. There's, uh, there, there's choices for everyone. No, no, nutty. No, the nutty by yes. whatever the fuck. It's not a <laughs> choice for anybody. It's a horrible choice. Go see Detroit. I only see that movie to yes. flip it off the entire time. Literally, just, just, just like two hands in the air, yeah. just fucking stone cold time. the whole fucking movie. Take that, nutty bye. <laughs> it would deserve it. Um, so you just want to walk in there, you just want to slap people's like popcorn. I beat yeah, it. I pay for the privilege. Yeah. I do. I kick your soda over, and I just flip the screen over the whole time. And I just fucking cape fear cigar the shit out of this movie. Fuck you, naughty bye. God damn just it! Just the soda on the guy's head. This is what you get for coming to this film. Yeah, take yeah. that. Enjoy your coke bath. Yeah, take a walk. <laughs> I bought I bought a Detroit ticket and walked in here just to fuck with you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> so well, folks, I believe that's our episode. That is our show. That is episode three eighty one. Oh, lock it down, three eighty one. It is huh? in the books. Come on, buddy. Mm-hmm. Seven sixty two, halfway a, to. I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> we are we are we're creeping up on it. <laughs> oh, halfway to seven sixty two. We gotta we yeah. gotta prepare for that. Yeah, it's gonna be a great. World. What are we gonna do for our four hundredth episode? We're gonna have it in the studio and surprise Mike Schmidt again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. Excited. Wait, this studio? Hold on, I'm out. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. We'll do it in a tent. There'll be yeah. oh, good. <laughs> garbage cans for you to forage <laughs> through. <it again. laughs> That's perfect. No, so pile of t-shirts I can fall asleep on? Yes, yes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, where's Doug Benson's merchandise? I just don't feel at home. Yes. Still on the shelf, not selling. But yeah. um, So that's our show, 381, everybody. That is. Listen to the uh, Detroit spoiler app. That'll be coming out later this week. Go mm-hmm. to the YouTube channel. Um, Mike Schmidt, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Well, you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You can find me at Facebook.com slash The40YearOldBoy. You can find me at Twitter.com slash The40YearOldBoy. And unbelievably, I'm on Snapchat and Instagram at Mike40YOB. And I also have the 40-Year-Old Boy YouTube channel. We used to sell the old archives of the 40-Year-Old Boy, and right. I decided at the end of year nine, you know what? Free for all. So ah, every episode okay. is now up and available. Subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. And I'll tell you, I don't care if you listen. Just subscribe so YouTube thinks I'm a hitter. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm all over the place. Go find me. Yeah. It's a good strategy. 
Good strategy. Yeah. Uh, earbuds coming out in September. Los Angeles Podcast Festival, October six through eight. Right. Already LA starting Park. to put the grids together. Boom, gridding mm-hmm. it. Was it in conversations from the abyss? That yeah, that drops uh, August fifteenth is the first episode, but it is in iTunes now to subscribe now, so you don't miss it. Now you're coming out August fifteenth. Yes. All right, because I I don't want to go head to head with you because my new podcast, Conversations with the Cops from Detroit, is coming out. <laughs> August 22nd. I'll bump it a week for you. Perfect. I will bump Thank it a week. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of competition in podcasting. We need I've to got one called Nightstick and the Riff Raff. That's <laughs> yeah. coming out August 14. Um, yeah, Political Vigilante Podcast is on the iTunes. It's in the news mm-hmm. section. It is not in the comedy section, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Political Vigilante on the uh, oh, YouTube. That's it. That, I forgot to mention that, too. Yeah, Conversation from the Abyss is in the art section. It's not in comedy. Good. So... All right. Comedy that is, is our show. Cesspool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you to everybody at All Things Comedy. Thank you to Aaron and Brenton here at the, the fine air-conditioned studio that uh, Mike Schmidt, first guest to be offended by the studio. And <laughs> it's a strong word. <laughs> Surprised. Perhaps alarmed. Made, un- made uncomfortable by. <laughs> I go offended. Confused by. Yeah. Confused. Confused. I'm not used to comfort. Bewildered. Yes. Um, so... Uh, Let's just end it. Yeah, wrap it the fuck up. Yeah. I'm Graham Elwood. <laughs> I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Except for the cops from Detroit. Nope.